Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today's guest is Carolyn McGee. I'm so excited to talk to her and we will bring her on in just a moment. But first, just a couple of announcements. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel and give us your comments, your love. Um, if you're listening on one of the podcast outlets, thank you so much. And if you're watching here on Facebook, um, we would love your comments as well. And I do have an upcoming class a week from today. So that is Tuesday, September 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. It's going to be an online class on Zoom and it's Introduction to Extraterrestrials and Extra Dimensionals. So it's essentially a one and a half hour ETs 101 class, and you will be able to get any questions answered that you might have. I do have a Q&A section. It's only $22. I'll put the link in all of the places for you to sign up for that. Also, my newest book, Connection to the Cosmos, Remembering Your Galactic Heritage and Embracing Your Oneness, is now available for purchase on both Amazon and my website. So please get a copy of that if you haven't. And without further ado, I'm going to bring on Miss Carolyn McGee. Hi, Carolyn. Hello, Lisa. <laughs> so good to have you here. So let me tell people all about you and how amazing you are. So Carolyn McGee is the founder of Sacred Haven Living, a community where you learn to heal using life's experiences. Her values are community, connection, and collaboration. She thrives on helping women break patterns to understand the relationship to themselves, others, money, and spirit. As the decision queen, she guides you to trust your intuition to make empowered decisions without second guessing to take inspired action. With a background of 20 plus years in high tech, Carolyn knows firsthand the importance of living from a blend of her masculine and feminine energies to take authentic and heart-centered actions. She is the lead author of the number one best-selling book, Inspired Living, Superpowers for Health, Love, and Business. And she has co-authored 15 or more best-selling books, is a popular TV co-host and sought-after speaker and blogger. Thank you so much for being here, Carolyn. <laughs> Welcome. It's such a pleasure to be with you. Yeah. So the first thing that I always like asking my guests, just so that we can get a general idea of your background, is what kind of household did you grow up in? Was it spiritual? Was it religious? Was it something else? Um, just to give people an idea of them, how you transferred into what you're doing now. That is a great question. Um, so I would say it's something else. Um, my dad was raised Catholic. He was the second boy in an Irish family. So he was supposed to be the priest. Um, you can imagine how well that went. Um, he went way into the other side. Um, my mom was raised Protestant. And um, so they just kind of both walked away from conventional spirituality but we or religion. Um, mm -hmm. I actually became a practicing Catholic in college because my three best friends were Catholic. And then I moved into spirituality on my own. And that's basically where I live now is firmly in the, there is something greater than us. And I am so grateful to be able to connect to it. Okay, beautiful. So 
what was your first, I guess, entree into the spirituality piece? What got you into that? Okay, this is not a story that I typically share, but here we go. When I was in high school, there was a number of us, you know, the typical somebody staying at somebody's house, staying at somebody's house. We all decided we were going to go out and stay at my girlfriend's house about two miles out of town. So we're walking down this back road and um, I hope my mother's not listening, but we'd been drinking. (laughs) So we're doing the bob and weed down this dark road and a car comes flying around the corner and I felt an energy pick me up and put me on the side of the road. Now it wasn't a throw out of the road. It was a swoop out of the road. Now, not being fully present and also being 17, I had no idea what happened to me. But in hindsight, I know that it was a benevolent being, (laughs) someone who loved me and that I needed to stay on earth. And that's what's kind of opened my mind to, you know, I'm protected. There's something bigger than me. I have a purpose. There's a reason I'm here. And that it's okay to try things, mm-hmm. not necessarily succeed. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so, you know, a lot of us healers, we come to the work that we do because of the experiences that we have in our personal lives, right? The only yeah. healing that we have to do. So tell, was that a similar thing for you and your journey? Or did you just, you're, you had a great life and then you're like, oh, I want to be a healer now too. Yeah, no, unfortunately, I came through the school of um, you come to learn what you have to teach or get to teach, depending on which way you want to talk about it. Um, You know, my dad uh, was an alcoholic. My mom did the best she could holding the family together. And um, we were the, the family was rule keepers. You know, it was not be outside the box. I was that nature child who literally talked to the trees, knew what the animals were talking about, nurtured the flowers. So I'm very energy, earth-based energy. And when I was 10, I almost drowned in a river behind um, my grandparents' house. And the, the reaction of you shouldn't have gone in the water, even though I had permission, (laughs) shut me down. I stopped trusting myself. And so my journey back to trusting my intuition, my journey back to trusting my guides, my understanding that it was actually an archangel who stood in front of me when that water was pouring over my head on the rock protecting me. Uh, All of that started me on, this is why I'm here. I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to get other people to understand that there's more than just this 3D that we're experiencing. Okay. So now, but you had a background in tech. <laughs> yeah. in your bio. So you have a little bit of a path, like deviation on the journey or? Yes, I did. So as I mentioned, when I, you know, when I had that accident, I really stopped connecting with things. I didn't trust myself. I followed the family rules. My father became, um, actually stopped drinking, but became, um, less connected as he was doing his own healing. And, um, you know, I was always really good at math and science. I'm still really good at math and science. I'm highly logical and analytical. Um, As an aside, if you do those brain tests, I'm usually like 
4852, depending on the moment. So I am right in there. Okay. Um, so I spent 20 some odd years in corporate and I relearned it to trust myself because I always knew when people were lying in negotiations, I sensed things. I couldn't prove it, but I always, I was kind of like Gibbs. Remember the original NCIS where everybody said trust is gut. It, yeah. That was me. That was me in corporate. And it helped me understand that there is something that I'm understanding and it's valid and it's good. Okay. So then how, what, what got you to actually start paying attention to that? Or like, did you start taking classes or reading books or just tuning into yourself again? It was a combination of things. You know, I am one of those very stoic um, women who comes from a lineage of strong people um, and my marriage failed because okay. we couldn't connect. Um, and part of my journey to rediscovering myself and also to being a good mother for my kids, because I felt like there was one of us in the relationship. Um, and not because he's bad and I'm good. It's because I wasn't standing up for myself. So, uh, I started taking classes. I started learning about everything that I could to, help me understand who I was. I remember at one point in time, somebody asking me my favorite color and I couldn't remember. I couldn't sense it. I was so disconnected from my own energy. Yeah. And that's when I started my path back. We have a similar journey. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing, isn't it? <laughs> well, okay. So then how, how long ago was that, that you started rediscovering yourself? A little over 20 years, uh, you know, and then I continued on corporate for about another five or six years. I was always the first person into small businesses. I am really good with systems. I like to create stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after my fourth layoff, uh, because people were making really bad decisions, making decisions based on fear okay. instead of guidance, I started my own business. I started a dog walking business because as I said, I'm very connected to animals and then I could be me. I could learn. I, I had to take responsibility for my own choices. Yeah. And then, and then how did you progress from the dog walking business? So when I was walking dogs, um, I am very verbal and I'm also a verbal learner. I would talk to them and I realized that I was hearing a voice that wasn't mine. They were speaking to me. And that was part of my awareness and stepping out into you know, becoming a psychic because a psychic, you know, an animal psychic, a human psychic, it's all, it's the same energy. It's a different frequency, but mm -hmm. it's the same energy. So I started doing that. And then I stepped into angel communication because you know, part of my growing up in the Catholic church, I loved the angels, but I always thought they were fixed personas and not really energetic beings that can support us in our growth. So learning how to connect with that different vibration and, you know, then it feeds into your intuition and which helps you make choices and recognize what's good for you. What's not good for you. What's, what's your optimal right step. So it just kind of flowed into this journey of getting out of the box, so to speak. Okay, so 
for you because I've, I've had other psychics and mediums you know on the show and they all get their information a little bit different or it, it came to them in a different way and so mm -hmm. for you so you were saying like with the animals you were hearing it so be, being clairaudient right yeah um yeah. so angels is it the same thing like you hear their messages or is it the feeling or like do you see them how do you yeah that that is a great question and um you know i think with the animals, a lot of it is telepathy, which is the transference of pictures, thoughts, and words. So there's, so, and part of that is the thought. And that's because I was speaking, I was receiving it as speaking. Uh, you know, a lot of what I receive now, it, it's all different ways. Um, if there's time for a quick story, I have a really yep. funny one about, okay. Please. So, um, so there's four ways of receiving communication. There's the seeing, there's the hearing, there's the sensing, and there's the knowing. I always was the sensor and the knower. Like I knew stuff, but I couldn't prove it. And I would feel things. That's the way I got my information at, when I was working in corporate. So I took this class and um, the teacher wanted us to isolate our senses, which, you know, as an engineer makes sense, right? You, you, you focus on one thing. So fear got in the way and I'm like, I don't know. I can't see anything. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to cheat, literally cheated and did, you know, use my other senses. So I went to sleep and the next morning I woke up. I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't sense anything. I felt like there was just this bar of energy around my stomach where I couldn't know anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, I called my teacher. I'm like still feeling it because it was so scary to me. I felt like I literally lost an arm. And wow. she's like, oh, Carolyn, you're so loved. They really want you to, un your angels really want you to step in to being able to see. So they're, they're going to support you in this. I'm like, oh, I can't see anything. And yeah. it was a four-week class. So I just... Everybody else moved on to the other senses. I kept working on what I was seeing and what I was hearing. And by the time of the end of the class, I would say I'm pretty well balanced with all four now too. I see things, I hear things, and I thank God got back my sensing and my knowing. Okay. So when, when you developed that seeing, um, do you actually just see the images in your head or is it like an external projection or something different? Yeah, that is a great question. So a, a lot of what I see is, is, is if it's on a movie screen. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't see, um, and I'll see like vibrations sometimes around people, a little bit of their aura. Uh, but for me, it's more like somebody's putting something in front of me. Sometimes I close my eyes and I'll see an image, but a lot of it is just like this floating image that I'll see either um, of something that reminds me of something else, uh, you know, a loved one, an animal, uh, something to kind of, it's like breadcrumbs, right? You, you connect all of the, of, of the dots and it's my, it, it's always presented to me in a way that, it makes sense to me. I call it my intuitive vocabulary. So it's my way of putting together dot, the dots. You know, for example, my mom and my dad always gave my mother yellow roses. Okay. And yellow roses are typically friendship right. in, in, in the book. But for right. me, it was always 
long-term marriage, go through strife, stick together through thick and thin. There's always a kind of the hero's journey in a romantic sense. That's what yellow roses mean to me. Okay. So then when you, so you could feel and you knew about the angels. So then when you work with them now, do you actually visibly see them as well? I see more a representation of them. So, uh, you know, I see colors, I see shapes. Um, I, and a lot of it is I, I definitely feel more like I feel, for example, I do a lot of work with Archangel Michael, who is the protector, the guardian. So, yeah. you know, I feel more safe or protected or in, in some cases nurturing, you know, it's a male nurturing energy. Also, that's what I feel. You know, if I work with, for example, St. Germain, who's not really an, an angel, but he's an, you know, an ascended master. Um, I often will see the purple as kind of like a flickering flame energy with a lot of white, but I also feel my heart open. Okay. So you know, it's, it, it, and I know a lot of people feel the crown energy with him, but like, that's where I feel it. So there it's, it, you know, it's, everybody has their own way of, of interpreting things, which I think is fabulous. They do. And, and so one of the things that I love, I love it when I, we do have the psychic mediums on because some it their their abilities everyone has abilities and that like you everyone has abilities it's just a mm-hmm. map really it's like practicing a muscle memory yeah. kind of, right and yeah. so really figuring out maybe which one you want to enhance more because like you said in your class if you can isolate and just practice that one then you can gain that skill. Mm-hmm. Now, within your, I guess, experience, do you feel like people need to actually work with a teacher to really do that? Or is it something they can do on their own? Because I've taken psychic intuition classes as well. And I really appreciate having a mentor and a teacher guide. <laughs> but some people are very like, well, I can do it on my own. So I'm curious from your experience. Yeah. I think it depends on the individual, you know, if you have confidence, like if you have learned other things on your own and you have confidence that you can do it, you've got the trust that what you're receiving is correct, then Mm -hmm. absolutely you can do it on your own. Um, You know, for me, I like the external validation. You know, when I was lost in that phase, I was constantly asking, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I think I should do this. What do you think? Uh, And, you know, but the positive part of that, when you get into the learning part um, Mm -hmm. aspect of it is you get that validation. Now, for example, with the um, animal communication, I did that for probably four or five years, just trusting what I got. And it made sense. You know, I would see a flash of a cat not using a litter box. And then somebody would say, Oh yeah, they're not using the litter box. You know, I mean, there was you know, so there was these kind of validations, but it wasn't direct. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up taking a class, an animal communication class, with an expert out in California, and every single time I said something, it was validated by the pet's owner. So okay. it was immediate. Oh yeah, I got this. It just took my confidence mm-hmm. to a much higher level, and the same thing with 
you know, the, the angel communication and the other intuitive work that I, I've done is, you know, having that container, it just makes a big difference because somebody says, yeah, that's what I see too. Or open your mind a little bit more, you know, what else can you get from this? Because sometimes we don't see the full picture. Right. Very interesting. Okay. So let's talk about you developing the Claire audience piece then. So if, so Claire cognizance, Claire feeling, um, you know, those were your natural skills. Yes. And so the Claire audience, how, how did that start coming in to you? So it was, it was along the same way as the clairvoyance, um, you know, I, because I, during that class, both, you know, all those two senses were gone. So the next module was, was the hearing and I got to listen. So instead of sensing you, you know this, but I'll just speak it for the audience. You know, skin is you know, our largest organ, we've got all the hair and the, everything in it. We, we, we literally sense our way through life, whether we know it or not. So when that was gone for me, I had heightened what I'm seeing. I was almost like that little bunny out in the yard, you know, like watching everything. And, and sometimes it was the vision and sometimes it was just what's going on around me. You know, I see numbers, I, I see shapes in the clouds. And then it was, oh, I just made a statement and a siren went by. I need to pay attention to that. Or I would be talking to someone and my dog would all of a sudden bark. Mm -hmm. You know, So there was these sounds around me or the same song would play over and over and over again. It would make me mental until I realized there's a reason I'm hearing this. It's a message and I need to look up the lyrics and figure out what the message is for me. Yeah. So once I like put, once my brain connected those dots, everything opened up for me. Okay. So, so now you have these four different senses, like mm -hmm. fully developed. Yes. <laughs> and so how do you use that in the work you do with your clients or how do you help your clients like trust their intuition? Yeah, that is a great question. So, you know, as I mentioned, I used to be very grounded and centered. I was that flower child <laughs> and getting back into feeling my body, sensing my body, being connected to the earth, as well as, you know, el elemental energy, the, the, the trees, etc. I can sense in my body right from wrong, yes and no. And I, by right and wrong, I don't mean the typical, you know, it's, yeah, the logic piece. It's it's good for me. It's not good for me. Yeah. Um, and that, so I teach my clients to do the same thing, because all I am is a guide, and I'm sure you do the same thing. You know, you're holding a container for someone to figure out things on their own and helping them validate this is the truth. This is what I'm sensing. And if they veer off because of fear or whatever it is you kind of gently encourage them to come back in and feel their body again so they can get that sensation. Because when I'm working with a client, I do completely open my energy up. You know, I've, I've learned to protect my energy, you know, like most other spiritual and medium people, psychic people. 
But when I'm working with a client, I open myself wide so that I can support them. And then I close it down and I clear it and let it go because I don't want to be walking around with somebody else's energy in mine. And I don't want my energy in them either. I want them to, I want us to kind of separate. Yeah. Kind of like the boxers. We go to our corners <laughs> at the end. <laughs> okay. So are there particular uh, modalities that you do with your clients to help them with this or I'm, you know, there are so many different modalities that can really hone in on that issue mm -hmm. and knowing who we are. So one of the ones I, I use is human design and really knowing what someone's natural talents are. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that feeling, that Claire sentience, mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that I have very strongly, but I am also a sacral inner authority person. So I am supposed to go with my gut and I do constantly have the chills on my body that are telling me, okay, yeah, that's real or that's something to pay attention to. Um, I also have that claircognizance piece and the clairaudience. I do hear the things, um, less clairvoyance. But I'm just curious, are there certain modalities or ways that you help them really get to that? So most of the ways uh, that I help people are related to clearing the energy in the body. I okay. use a lot of EFT, emotional freedom technique, mm -hmm. uh, tapping to help people release the stuck energy, that trauma energy that's in our body. Because no matter how wonderful our life is, we've had things that have happened to us that, you know, even as a child, we misinterpreted, we didn't have the skills at the time. So you know, releasing that, we get to feel our bodies more and the more open our bodies are. And, you know, it's, it's not just our physical body, right? There's the, the mental body, the emotional body, the spiritual body, the physical and yeah, mental, well, I can't, I got them out of order. It doesn't matter. All five of them, the more open we are to receive, then we can filter it through our physical bodies to take that action. And that's really the important piece. Mm -hmm. So many people, so many of my clients will say, oh, I know what I should do. I know what the right answer is. I know what my next right step is, but they're afraid to be wrong. You know, and that's why I, you know, I stepped into calling myself the decision queen, because if, if we can't make a decision and then sleep at night, yeah, we're really not making a decision. We're agonizing. We're stuck in that energy of, am I right? Am I wrong? Am I safe? Am I not? And you know, being able to utilize all of that in clear, you know, it's kind of like you're giving your, your body a cleansing to, so to speak, so that you can do that. Um, another thing I do is voice dialogue, which um, is, you know, we all have aspects of ourselves. We've got parts, we've got voices, you know, sometimes it's a um, you know, mundane, we've got the voice of the judge, the saboteur, <laughs> the inner critic, that mean girl, right? Yeah. Um, and other times we've got divine aspects, you know, the divine mother, Christ consciousness. So learning how to embrace all of those aspects helps us to have the confidence to trust what we're sensing and take that action because it's all in taking the action. Yes, I agree. It's moving through whatever fear there might be, especially if you do get a true yes for you of I mm -hmm. need this next step. 
And um, that's one thing that over the last eight years, I have been really working with my energy on for myself, you know, in addition to my clients, but I got to start with me first and foremost. Like if I'm not taking my steps forward, when I get the, mm-hmm. yes, how am I going to help other people? <laughs> so. Right. And it's yeah, like you said, it's overcoming the fear or it's, I call it making friends with fear because fear is there as an indicator for us. It's not there to stop us unless we allow it to. You yeah. know, and every step that you take in business, you writing your book, I'm sure that you had a few conversations with yourself when you were getting ready to do that. And, but it's knowing that it's right and then taking that step and then taking the next step and then taking the one after that to yeah. get it completed. Yeah. And we don't have to know the whole path or the whole, right. we don't have to know what every step is, which some people that are highly logical might have a harder time with that than more of our abstract minded mm-hmm. people. Um, but you know, just one step at a time and you can, yep. it's really just focus on that outcome that you want. And this or something better. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. I love that. This or something better. Yeah. Well, so in working with the Claire's for yourself, how has that changed your own life? It has given me so much confidence, so much clarity, and I would say it's even refired my purpose. You know, I was lost for those years, and, um, you know, I I thrived. I did well. I did well financially. I have two fabulous children, but I was kind of like wandering aimlessly, you know? I didn't know where I was going. I didn't even know where I wanted to go. So understanding this information that's available to me, it allowed me to have a goal. And, and I don't mean like a, a fixed end goal. It's more, I have a direction. And because I am highly logical and analytical, when I'm wandering aimlessly, I don't get things done. I can't accomplish things. I actually slide into depression yeah. because I, I don't have a focus. Here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but having that and and it, and and also accepting that it doesn't have to be crystally defined, like the sacred haven living that I mentioned in my bio, that came to me in a ten-year goal meditation when I was working with somebody. We had done my one-year, my five-year, and my ten-year, and I kept seeing this vision of like a a community. Uh, based on a lake. I knew it was in North Carolina, which is funny because I lived in Massachusetts. And I, but I knew that it was a place for conscious people to come together, to live in community, to have a community garden, to have a spiritual center, to have a labyrinth, to have an animal rescue place. I mean, I could clearly see all of this and I had no idea how it was going to come together. And then about four years later, I woke up in the morning. It was during COVID, Mm -hmm. um, about three months into COVID. And I heard my angel voice very clearly say, you're moving to North Carolina. (laughs) You're going to be there by Thanksgiving. This was the end of July. And oh, by the way, I just signed my lease the night before for another year. So I'm like, okay, can you make it easy? (laughs) 
And then when I got here and I, I found my home and I moved in here, signed my lease the day before Thanksgiving, by the way, mm -hmm. or my rent, my mortgage, um, I was walking in my backyard and I realized this is my sacred haven. You know, I have a grandmother tree for the, you know, the matriarchal lineage. I have a grandfather tree. I have a sacred community tree. I knew where my plants were going in. I'm the crazy plant woman who moved my plants a thousand miles in the back of a U-Haul. Um, and, you know, I could see the fire pit for releasing energy and, you know, the, the reflection. I mean, I could see it all. It just completely unfolded. Yeah. And then it moved into my way of being and a podcast and a book. And, you know, it's just, but I didn't know how it was going to get there four years ago. I just knew that I had, I had a focus. I had a place where I was going to, and yeah. that's what made the difference. Well, and I totally forgot that we were moving about the same time. We had a very similar, like, oh, we're moving to a different state during COVID. Because <laughs> we decided at the end of May in 2020, oh, okay, we're going to move to Hawaii. And we thought, oh, it's going to be a couple of years. But then that sped up and we closed on our house um, in November and we moved in December that same mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was actually moving in December too. So yes, many parallels between us here. <laughs> and and again, like, did it make sense? Like uprooting life? Not really. But no. I mean, that is one thing that I, um, I can be very grateful about what the pandemic gave to me and my family was an opportunity to pause and to be like, oh, is this what we want to be doing? And then we were like, yeah. oh, let's do something new. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And it, it, that's a great way to describe it. You know, the pause, the slowdown in not being so busy doing. Yeah. You know, getting to be a little bit more. And, you know, I, one of the beauties for me too, was I restructured my entire dog walking business during COVID. And so that allowed me to move because I had so many systems in place that I didn't need to physically be there. I still have a business in Massachusetts that I manage remotely. Okay. Beautiful. And I, because I had the opportunity to, yeah. to make it something that I could say, here, you manage this for me. Right. And again, very similar because I was still running my home staging design business <laughs> <laughs> from afar, but I did, like I knew my, that passion had kind of, it had dissipated and I had it up for sale for a long time and eventually liquidated, you know, due to COVID reasons, but, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, very, very similar. So, okay. So for you, um, what is the best way that you love to work with your clients? Like, are you able to do this remotely? Is it in person? And now you've got this sacred haven place. Do you know, do you bring people there? What are, what are you doing with all that? Yeah, most of my work is virtual. Um, you know, I am teaching uh, classes. I actually have a um, a class called the 12 keys to connection. It's kind of 12 energy centers based on um, my sacred haven living uh, that I am offering um, in conjunction with the wellness universe. So uh, 
but we've gotten three classes down so far, but they're all recorded. So you could come in and join at any point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just teaching people how it's an interactive class and teaching people how to utilize the energy that's around them so that they can heal. Um, you know, I love doing things like that. I love to speak. Um, I, I've spoken at a number of different events, a number of different expos, you know, the, I'm energized uh, by the crowds <laughs> and, and, and the faces, you know, the, seeing people get it, those aha moments. I, I really enjoy that. And the small groups too, you know, I do a number of small group classes. So that's the majority of it. Um, eventually I will start to do some classes here, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with settling in, um, it's been a little bit slower for me getting out and meeting people locally. So where in are you located? I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. So it's, it's a very spiritual place. It's, it's perfectly aligned for, for the work that I do. And I've met some really amazing people. Okay. Beautiful. Well, I have a couple of friends slash clients that are, are in North Carolina. So maybe, uh, yeah. That would be a good connection. Yes, that would be fabulous. Yes. Well, okay. So I know we briefly talked about um, before you got on, we just had a little sidebar conversation of, you know, have you ever had any UFO or galactic experiences? And so I would love for you to just share again about, you know, what your, like that open mind piece. Sure. <laughs> Um, you know, and as as we've been talking and I was talking about the, you know, the voice dialogue work I, I do, I realized that I have had experiences. I had originally said I'm completely open minded. I know that we don't we're not alone. <laughs> you know, the universe is way too big for just Earth. <laughs> um, but when I do um, this voice dialogue work and do the what I call the divine voices, you know, there's the beyond the beyond, which is out the energy that's outside of us. And I always see the image of the stars when um, when I move either move my clients into that energy or I move myself into that energy. So I think it's the that we're all one. We're all connected. Yeah. That's what I sense. That's what I experience. And I'm getting the chills. So yeah. um, and but as far as, you know, I watch the stars. Is it is it a, a UFO? Is it a meteor? Is it something? Is it a plane that's flying really high? I don't have that personal awareness. I think that's what it is for me. It's not a yes or no. It's a I haven't experienced it yet in a way that I know in my heart that that's what it is because my heart's my barometer. Right. Okay. You know, my truth. And to be honest with you, I don't think I've asked that question to myself when I have these experiences. So, you know, there's, it's a way for me to expand, you know, like, like I'll see fairies and I, 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 you know, I've opened and validated that I see that in the nature sprites and things like that, but I haven't asked, so I can't get the answer. So I'm adding that to my, um, well, beautiful. Cause yes. yeah. I mean, they're all just higher dimensional beings, right? Fairies, mm -hmm. dimension, typically um, the angels, like much higher. And so we were chatting, like, you know, maybe the galactics and the angels are very similar. And there, mm -hmm. there are some of those higher dimensional galactics, like the Arcturians, 
that vibrate in a very similar frequency to um, the angels. And in fact, they embody mm. that Christ Buddha consciousness. And so people are experiencing them, you know, sometimes if they did have a Catholic or religious upbringing with where angels were a prominent piece, that's how they will show up or that's how that energy will feel. Mm. Whereas if it's someone like me that grew up in more of this um, very different metaphysical and, you know, knowing that they exist kind of thing, then we would experience it more as a galactic kind of energy. And so it's kind of what lens are we looking and filtering through? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even growing up, I never would have said that I was talking to, I mean, after I forgot, you know, after I was 10, you know, that I wouldn't have said I was talking to an angel or, you know, it, until I got to that, you know, later time in life where I could reopen. Yeah. So it's just, but I've always been so curious. I've always been, um, I've never been afraid. I think, you know, that's one of the gifts is no matter, now I've had some really not so fabulous experiences along my life, but I've never been afraid. I've always wanted to know. Mm. Yeah. The other, oh, the other piece of that too, is that then there are other galactic entities that are vibrating maybe in a lower dimension or density than some of the, like the Arcturians, which are a very high dimension. And so they're going to feel different. They're going to express themselves different, have more physicalness to them. Mm. Um, and so it really depends on which group it is and are they multidimensional or are they still like just in fifth and sixth dimension <laughs> or are they third and fourth dimension like us earth humans and they're just highly technological. All of them exist um, from my experience and reality. And what's interesting is you mentioning like looking at the sky and not necessarily knowing the behavior of airplanes or, you know, meteors. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one thing that I teach people how to do in the book, but also on our Big Island UFO tours that we do. Ooh, fun. There is very predictable behavior in what airplanes and helicopters do at night versus what satellites and space junk and that all the starlings do versus, you know, a meteorite shooting star. And so when you know what that predictable behavior is, then that's when you can actually start to see the other kinds of activity and, um, you know, we, I, we had a tour last night where we were seeing all sorts of stuff that doesn't fit in that known behavior. But then we also, we had done a vector them in and bite them in spiritual journey with that. And off on the hillside, it's the first time that we've experienced this. We saw this really bright light, like get really, really, really bright and big all of a sudden. And it stayed there for a few seconds and then it got really dim again. And it it was doing that maybe three times while we were watching it. And, you know, my husband, Skip, he is definitely more of the skeptic because <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm sure there's a logical explanation for that. And I was like, I have never seen that over in that area before. And so it's something that I want to explore, like what, what's over in that area because there aren't any houses the direction that it was coming mm. and we're in a big lava flat like the desert of hawaii and so anyway i i don't know what i saw last night and my my clients they were like 
what is that? And I'm like, I don't know, but I had, you know, full body yeah. when I was watching it. And so I'm going to do a little connection today and ask, you know, my galactic team, like, hey, <laughs> were you guys actually really showing up? Because they show up all the time in the sky with the goggles. Yeah. Oh, that's so fascinating. Yeah. I'm just so curious. And I, I am grateful that, I mean, I have the 3D fears, <laughs> you know, like okay. I used to be afraid of the dark because I'd had some bad experiences. And then as I worked through those, I, I stopped being afraid of the dark, but I was never afraid of the unknown. I wasn't afraid of what else is out there. I always felt safe, almost felt safer in like the spiritual world than I did sometimes in the human world, because humans can be scary sometimes. Well, they can. And that's really <laughs> like, when I'm, when I'm talking to people, because we do get asked all the time, like, well, what about the, what about those bad aliens, those negative aliens? And I'm like, okay, think about this third and fourth, fourth third and fourth dimension is still polarized, right? We, we still experience polarity as earth humans and any of those beings, those races that are still in that same vibration are still experiencing polarity. So just like with humans, we have humans that are fully compassionate, loving, generous, service to others kind of beings. Mm -hmm. We have some that definitely want control and power and are a little more like in that fear-based mode. Yeah. And so... Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> my experience of the 3D world is similar to yours of like, I'd rather just be with my higher dimensional beings where it's all love. <laughs> it's all love. It's so love. fabulous. I think that's part of the reason that I love the animals so much. You know, they're great teachers, they're great guides, and they're so loving. They are. Yes. And that's, I think, well, that's actually growing up why I was so obsessed with animals. And I I didn't want to work with humans. I just wanted to work with animals because they didn't have the same kind of um, energy that mm -hmm. yeah. a lot of the humans in my life had. <laughs> and so fortunately, you know, I've healed a lot of that and now I love working with humans, but yeah, animals were my original um, passion. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um what is next for you what's on the horizon because you've written these books you're co-hosting a tv show you know you're you're doing all all of these things so what what is your vision for where you're going now so my vision is to really expand um you know inspired living it, you know it's it's kind of a cliche in some ways, you know, because it's used so many places. But, you know, I find that when we can really live with excitement, you know, having that focus without being locked in on the path, using yeah. those life experiences to enrich ourselves, to, to bring in other people into that loving embrace of whatever our vision is. You know, that's what I really want to bring out there. You know, I plan a um, a telesummit of some type for the authors to be able to get involved in that. I, you know, we're going to be doing a journaling book that will be a companion to um, the Inspired Living uh, Superpowers book that's that's already out there. Uh, I want to do an oracle card deck. You know, I have all these visions of pulling this together and you know keeping 
allowing it to really become a movement. You know, so mm-hmm. it's it's not just a word. It's not two words that you see like on a magazine or that you see. You know, I think that I, I even noticed like there's a, a retired community called Inspired Living. You know, it, but it's it's a. I don't want it to be a concept. I want it to be a movement. I want it to be a way of life. We need that. <laughs> In our we, we do. And, you know, inspired living is, you know, it's living from your heart space. Mm-hmm. And that means being tolerant of people that are different than us, people that don't have our perspective. Yes. And yeah. you, a lot of people, they forget that. They do. And, and that fits into this polarity, this extreme polarity yeah. we're experiencing right now. And that's one of the things that I am really working on getting that message out to. And the more of us that can really mm-hmm. out there of like, okay, we are all connected, right? We're all, we're one. And yeah, we have some differences at this earth level, but when we are able to pull ourselves out and look at it from the higher perspective, we can then really understand where oh you're my mirror (laughs) what do i need to learn from you right i know i was teaching a class this morning at noontime today my time and it was all about the emotions and how we can make friends with them utilize them and we were talking about when somebody triggers you it's it's you know look in the mirror what are you seeing in them that you don't like about yourself yeah and uh, yeah well i got yes so i got a I got to reflect on that myself today. <laughs> I, I got someone in my life that's starting to trigger me again. And I'm mm. like, oh, I thought we were done. <laughs> so, oh, no. Especially because it's, it's been this repetitive cycle. Oh. oh my gosh. This is one of my favorite pieces. I always keep it by my desk. It's a piece of selenite. And I, I love how you know, we, we can keep, come back to the same point in time from a higher perspective. And then we come back to the same thing, whether it's a relationship, a concept, a fear, but we always keep moving up and up, you know, kind of like the dimensions, right? We're just moving our energy up. And yes. you know, I, same thing, there's, you know, I get triggered and I'm like, mm, okay, let's yeah. see. Last time it took me three months. Can I do it in three weeks this time? Okay. Can I do it in three days? Right. <laughs> Can right. I do it in three hours? I want to, you know, I keep, I'm a little competitive. So I, you know, but I compete with myself and that's yeah. what I want to do is I want to continue my healing and growing so that I can be more of service and, and be a model. You know, I think we're all models. Those of us who are out doing podcasts, writing books, doing TV shows, whatever, you know, teaching, teaching, we're a model. We're a model. And the way we show up, People are watching us whether we know it or not. And that was a big one for me. I'm like, oh, I got to really think about how I'm showing up and who I'm being. And is that me or am I being someone else? Yeah. And yes, (laughs) (laughs) you are so right. Those of us that are like putting ourselves out in the world and showing up in our authenticity, you know, yeah. Okay. Are we really being authentic and knowing that people are watching and what I've had to learn is, okay, what other people think of me is none of my business because I'm right. everyone's cup of coffee or everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. <laughs> and they're, they can listen or watch this or not. Um, 
but I, you know, we're human. And so we're still, as long as we are human, we're going to keep having these human experiences, no matter how much we know, how much Mm -hmm. we have, but it's how we deal with it, right? It's how we are interacting with it, that energy ourselves. So, and I'm saying this to me right now, because <laughs> again, this thing that came up this morning, actually, that I'm like, okay. And fortunately, I had a nice coach call with my mentor. And so I was able to feel a little more grounded into, okay, mm. I used to get paralyzed by fear with this person because there was so much control. And now it's like, I'm reminded how powerful I am and I don't have to feed into that energy. Mm, that feels so good. Yeah. And I know I just, I just have to focus on what I actually do want. And that's the message that my attorneys keep telling me. And this is for what's going on in the world as a whole too. Right. Like focus on the timeline that you actually want to have happen. What do you want in your reality? Because all timelines exist and there is, there is that of what you want. And so the mm. scene on the fear and the polarization of what's going on here on earth, then you're going to create more of that and be stuck. Right. What you focus on persists. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, most people really need to be reminded of that regularly because it's so easy right mm-hmm. now the energies to get off track. It is. And I realize that I process a lot of energy when I sleep um, and I tend to wake up in some level of anxiety because I have been working really hard to release something. And most of my dreams don't make any sense. There's no logical connection to it all. But when I wake up and I'm still in that energy and I start my day in that, it continues on. So recently I've just been, okay, thank you for the information. I know I've got some anxiety to deal with and I'll go tap or whatever I need to do later. But right now I'm going to start my day with gratitude. I'm going to start my day with positivity. I'm going to start my day with looking forward and anticipation instead of in that angst energy that I process. And I I know I need it. It's the way my body works and, um, you know, it's fine. But if I live my day like that, it just, then I'm in the, you know, that negative spin that so many people live in. Mm -hmm. So besides waking up with gratitude, are there other things that you do to really change that energy before you start your day? I will wake up tapping sometimes. I more. I yeah. You know it. It and I. I have come to understand that I don't need to do all the points. Okay. You know these points here. They're the grief points. So okay. you know, for me, a lot of times sadness is the root of it all. You know, it kind of goes back to that. If there's a loss or there's an anger, which is sometimes related to sadness. So, you know, I'll just tap. Um, yeah. And, you know, for me, squishing my, call them squishing, you know, getting my animals and give them a hug in the morning. And, you know, they kind of, I got two cats, so they're kind of aliens, just say. Oh, 
Cats are <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know? So, but they tolerate it because I'm. They know I'm going to feed them after I hug them. So I'll pick them up and I'll just walk. For me, a lot of it's movement too. So there's the movement within my house, uh, looking outside in my yard, um, taking the dog outside. You know, feeling my feet on the grass. It every that all shifts the energy for me. And I'm so grateful that I'm in a place now where, you know, even in January, I can go outside. You know, I, it's not like Massachusetts where, you know, there could be a foot or two of snow. <laughs> yeah. I, that's been huge for me. And my husband actually is living in a place where we have sunshine actually year round because we used mm-hmm. to have months of clouds and rain yeah. and it can get really depressing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it can. And, you know, I love a good cup of coffee. And I love a coffee, you know, a, holding the mug. So, you know, my daughter, um, for Christmas gave me this mug that says Queen Bee. And it just, it cracks me up. And it makes me feel love every time I hold it. So there's, it's a consciousness of smelling the coffee as it brews and then holding it in that first sip. And I'm just so grateful to be able to start my day that way. Mm. And, you know, having that time before I have to, you know, start working, it just, it's resets everything for me. Yeah. Beautiful. So we have a question that came in and um, it's a Facebook user. So they are, they haven't signed up for StreamYard to show their name. So I don't know who it is, but the question they say, I want to show up in my authenticity, but keep holding myself back. Any tips on that first leap or story that comes to mind? Mm. The first thing I would say is to be gentle on yourself. You know, like Lisa mentioned earlier, we're all human. We're having a human experience. And if you have to take that first step 10 times, it's a new step. Yeah. You know, what what I tell my clients all the time is with each breath we take, we get to na- make a new choice. It's not each day. It's not the January 1st, <laughs> in the beginning of the month or week or whatever. It's each breath. And so if you want to make a change, decide you're going to make a change. And then if you slip, decide you're going to make a change. Yeah. And then do it again. And it eventually, when you keep repetition, like like you said, that muscle, we're practicing. The more you practice, the easier and the more part of your body DNA, part of your energetic system, it just becomes. Yeah. Well, and one thing for me that I, um, I learned from one of my other coaches several years ago is just take one step like take a baby step mm-hmm. and then take another baby step. And it doesn't have to be giant leaps. It's just one step, show the universe that you mean it, that you're willing to take that step and the new, the next steps will keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. trust your steps? Then more will come to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what I would say too is that if you really are in that really fear-based, you know, maybe find an accountability partner, find a mentor, find a coach, mm-hmm. you know, someone that can really help you because there may be some blockages, right, that could be released. Yep. 
different modalities. <laughs> like Totally. Yes. Yeah. There's so many different ways to release the energy and it does make a huge difference, especially if you feel like you're, you're running into the same wall, yeah. then, you know, there is an energetic block somewhere in your physical, in your energetic body right. that, you know, a practitioner can help you release. So. Yeah. And so we were talking again before we got on live um, about patterning. And so that fits right into that. So mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about patterning before we wrap up here. Yeah. So the way we show up in one way is the way we show up everywhere. And, you know, it's, it's just being curious. I really think that that's the biggest gift you can give yourself is, you know, look at things like a child, you know, your kids are so excited about everything. And if yeah. you look at these as opportunities to, to, to explore then you can start to notice things without judging yourself, without being critical about why does this always happen to me? How come X, Y, Z, or, you know, I, I, the one I like to use the most is, is money. You know, it's like sometimes, you know, it, you, it's the ebb and flow. You, it comes in and then it goes out. You can't hold on to it. And then you look at, oh, you know, there's relationships that seem to, you know, they get close to you and then they pull away. It's the same underlying energy. So working and understanding what's preventing you from having that beautiful continual flow of energy is just going to expand into your whole body, your whole awareness, your world. Yeah. The world's beyond us. <laughs> you know, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's out to all lifetimes, for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, beautiful. Well, we are at the end now of our time mm. together, and I just want to thank you so much for spending time with me today and for sharing with the audience and um, just to let people know where they can find you, what's your website, and what ways can they connect. Thank you. So the easiest way to connect with me is through my website. It's carolynmcgee.com. Um, on there, you can sign up for my free gift, which will connect you into my email where I'm you know, telling all of the different offerings uh, that I have going on. Uh, some of my um, classes are listed on the website also, and uh, there is a link to have a conversation with me. You know, if you if you feel like I might be the guide, uh, mm -hmm. the mentor, the person to support you, happy to have a conversation and just you know, see if we're a good fit or not. And if not, I know a lot of experts that I can connect you to. Right. Yep. We, between the two of us, we have a whole tribe, right? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and let me, for those people that are just listening through one of the podcast outlets that can't necessarily see how your name is spelled, it's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-C-G-E-E. -E. So carolynmcgee.com. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, thank you everyone for who took the time to listen or watch this. And I will see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha. Thank you. Bye-bye.